हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट टू कंस्ट्रक्चुअल डायमेंशंस ऑफ द डेमोक्रेटिक डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन पॉलिटिकल कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल एंड एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव एंड आवर टॉपिक इज द पॉलिटिकल एनवायरमेंट ऑफ चॉइस पब्लिक चॉइस थियोरिस्ट फेवर आर डिसेंट्रलाइज्ड पॉलिटिको एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव सेटअप वेयर इन केस ऑफ एक्सट्रीम डिससेटिस्फेक्शन पीपल कैन वोट विद देयर फीट और रीलोकेट टू अ डिफरेंट जुरिडिक्शन वेयर सर्विसेज आर कंपैरेटिवली चीपर एंड मोर एफिशिएंट in third world economies which remain largely regulated or under obliquous government control rent seeking opportunities on the part of public officials is alleged which entails compromise on public interest since people lack of the information to the question administration or hold it accountable for omission according to the crane johnson decentralization can create such political environment of choice by creating the political space for self help on the part of the people which could also be crystallized through devotion devolution of authority to local user groups community based agencies exercise civil society and create opportunities for creative interface synergy between the government and civil society agencies operating at local level some of the possibilities are explained below as exit and voice option the first one is exit options kv sundaram foresees development of polycentric institutional arrangements by way of the spontaneous corporation and aggregation of interest at the local level for binding consolidating and unifying spontaneous groups and prompting group interests these users interest groups could be traditional indigenous institutions which would need to be revitalized around the fulcrum of elected bodies these polycentric or non central institutions are expected to perform functions across jurisdictions acting as instruments for collective action covering a spatial extent in developing and maintaining for instance common property resources such as water conservation systems and credit societies and providing various public facilities based on self help 
they could also be receiving mechanisms which interact with the government's delivery system in distributing the benefits to the target groups. These could also be special purpose groups that provide for operate and maintain certain small infrastructures like road, water supply, irrigation, community buildings and irrigation systems under the aegis of local administration. This would help revive traditional infrastructure which has remained dominant for lack of emphasis in development planning which could form sustainable local infrastructure. This would require catalytic interventions on the part of the administration by way of proactive efforts to institutionalize social capital inherent in communitarian ties. According to Sundaram, therefore, enabling potential beneficiaries of infrastructure and other type of public goods to organize themselves into polycentric limited purpose functional groups with circumscribed governmental authority should be the top most priority in the development agenda for development planning. Researchers suggest that the such organizations perform efficiently, control corruption and economy a lot better such as the Chattis Moja. A farmer managed irrigation system involving 25,000 as the people in about 54 villages, which is being suggested largely by academics, mainly new public management advocates and public choice theorists is catalytic government action in institutionalizing inherent social capital in communities, which could be self-help groups of artisan, traders, framers, social action groups organized spontaneously in productive activities in an entrepreneurial mode of functioning across spatial contours. It is strongly urged that the basic concept of the land and water management on the basis of the natural watersheds should be adopted and where need be existing district boundaries could be accordingly rearranged to accommodate and adjust the natural watersheds or groups of watersheds. Such flexibility can only be provided if local governance is effectively institutionalized. Besides common and uncultivated lands, watersheds, ravines, and the riverbeds, 
but also the local grazing and pasture lands can be placed under local care and management possibly of panchayat panchayat mandal or the panchayat samiti depending on the area of the natural physio geographical or topographical unit of which such land may constitute a watershed the establishment and empowerment of local resource user groups can improve the ways in which local people manage and use natural resources the functioning of local credit agencies shows that the identification of beneficiaries leaves a lot to be desired this process has to be affected through the panchayats if benefits of the policies have to reach the target population collaboration between the public agencies and the local resource users can produce synergistic institutional arrangement based on positive social capital in which citizens and civil servants corporate cooperate to provide goods that would otherwise be unobtainable pertinent examples of this would be joint forest management fisheries co-management and participatory watershed management now let us move to the next point voice options in china and nigeria accountability of public officials reportedly increased with mass participation experience from bolivia honduras india mali ukraine and the philippines suggest that civil society organizations have succeeded in fostering strong accountability in peripheral rural areas officials have acted more in consonance with the formal and informal norms of responsibility responsiveness when mass participation was evoked Craig Johnson highlights other social and economic benefits of local participation. Participation in local democratically elected bodies leads to heightened self-esteem among local people, which dilutes identities based on caste inequality. Besides active participation in democratic procedures improves knowledge through membership of local administrative bodies in skills such as bookkeeping leadership etc which can be used elsewhere Economic liberalization is throwing immense opportunities which have to be absorbed by rural India employing amartya sen terminology more 
entitlements have to be created for people by way of quality education, better health and better connectivity through rails, road, better law and order for other these are the prerequisites for further deployment development. The difference between the Indian situation and the Chinese and the South Asia is that the latter have opened up after securing the essential prerequisites with the risk respect to human resource development. The human capital in these countries is therefore better prepared to avail of the opportunities in the liberalized, globalized world, whereas Indian people suffer from capability deprivation. Instead of reforming education, health and law and order to see that the teachers teach public health officials attend duty, poli police are better trained, the government is throwing money almost aimlessly. Rural areas can be empowered if panchayats are given the power to hire fire and discipline absentee teachers and health staff. Increasing Spending without affecting necessary structural reforms will be a waste since neither skill enhancement nor empowerment is likely to result. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.